What's up, everyone? Welcome to my corner of the internet. I'm your host, Ryan Kramer, and this is Crossover Commerce, presented by Ping Pong Payments, the leading global payments provider helping sellers keep more of their hard-earned money. Each episode on here will feature leaders in the digital space to help entrepreneurs grow their knowledge and understanding of the Amazon and e-commerce world. Let's get started. What's up, everyone? Ryan Kramer with Ping Pong Payments. Uh, thanks for joining for Crossover Commerce. Uh, I'm your host, Ryan Kramer, again, like I said. Uh, thanks for joining me. Uh, today is Craig from Disruptive Advertising. Craig, thanks for joining me on, a, I'm assuming it looks like beautiful Friday over there. It is gorgeous. It's like 60s, and next week is also going to be 60s, and it never rains in Utah. We live in a desert, so. <laughs> so I was going to ask, are you where are you located? So you're in Utah? Mapleton, Utah. Literally yeah. never heard of never heard of it. Uh, can't can't say I know what Mapleton where Mapleton Utah is. I know where Utah is, but I don't know where Mapleton Utah is. Yeah. Uh, how'd you get How'd you get to be there? Well, I'll start out by saying, look it up, but don't move here, please. <laughs> uh, it's kind of a smaller community, about an hour south, forty five minutes south of Salt Lake. And okay. I grew up in Provo which is near and dear to my heart. I love Provo. It's the, it's the town of the greatest university in the history of the world, Brigham Young University. And okay. so, yeah, grew up in the same house in Provo my whole life, went to BYU and moved away a few different places and ended up coming back. And then Mapleton is just a, a really cool place. And uh, it's a little bit more of a rural community and, and uh, a lot of horse people out here. And okay. Do you ride? Like, it's like my, one of my number one passions is hunting, nice. hunting and horses and outdoors in general is like my number one passion. Okay. So, uh, is that because of just being in the area or did you like your parents raise you on that? What's, what's kind of that background? Yeah. Uh, probably some, probably some like therapy bills needed, but I was like four years old and my parents had horses and everything was great and they sold them. Oh my gosh. And it was like, just as I was really starting to get like into that in, involved in them, they sell them. And so my whole life I've <laughs> loved and wanted horses. And okay. I grew up next to the Provo River, huge fly okay. fishing river and did a lot of fly fishing. And then I moved to Colorado for a job out of college and started okay. getting hunting out of there. So it's been a sweet evolution. Then now when I was 30, I was like, okay, we're doing this. So we bought a house with some land on it and bought my horse. And from there, it's been awesome. First question, uh, what's the horse's name? So I have two and they have three names. So the first one is Cricket. It's uh, She's quarter horse mare. They're both quarter horse mares. She's a uh, bay roan. So she's brown with black feet, but she's got like a gray coat. Okay. Really pretty. And she's a six-year-old. And then I've got Bandita, and she's a Palomino, uh, like blonde with white mane and white tail. But if okay. you, so like when I'm talking to my horse buddies, I'm like, oh yeah, we'll, I'll grab Bandita and we'll, we'll, we'll go ride. But if you were to ask my daughter what her real name, it is uh, Goldilocks Shooting Star. <laughs> That's <laughs> a good name. Yeah, she's blonde, so it's Goldilocks. And, and uh, right now, everything has either shooting star or rainbow or sparkles on the end of it. So I bet. <laughs> Sounds like my uh, five-year-old when it's like when everything's like either destruction or like anything <laughs> like with like you know 
breaking something or anything like that he's always like with the same adjectives it seems like with any kind of like kid like at that age how old's your uh daughter she's four she's four. her name yeah, is Alexia. Yeah, we call her bug and then i've got jack, <laughs> jack who's three and he's okay. a he's a destruction kind of guy as well yeah <laughs> i was gonna say my little boy is about to turn six and he's like banging up there before we went on with the triangle i'm like what is happening like why all of a sudden we're getting up musical instruments when he knows dad's getting on a, a call talking to everyone here but hey yeah. Like life of a pandemic, right? I was gonna say, so you being in Utah, there's probably not not too much that you guys have to worry about. You're just working from home full time, or how's disruptive advertising? For those of you who don't know, you work for an ad, well, not ad agency, like an e-commerce agency, which is why we brought you on. So, what's kind of like that background uh, for you guys as a business? Sure, yeah, it's been really cool. So, uh, disruptive advertising, uh, I would say, actually, is a little bit more of just a digital marketing agency, and we have advertising departments. We also have departments that focus on website testing, which is awesome. We also have accounts uh, or departments that focus a little bit more on um, like design, analytics, uh, department, just a few different departments. However, we do have a, a, a pretty substantial amount that is e-commerce and, and that's what I'm running. So um, the I would say this year has been crazy and it's been awesome it's been really cool we started out in january just showing showing good numbers and then when covid hit it's we we were just like well let's see how this goes <laughs> we're really interested to see how this goes and um we we started in kind of march april looking at numbers and, and numbers have actually posted pretty well some of that has been you know we have lead a lead gen presence we also have an e-commerce presence and you'll see that e-commerce presence um, starting to increase then, and but but we've made it through very well. The company's done very well through it, and that's been that's been a, a huge blessing. So uh, it's been I, I kind of alluded to this on the on the webinar that we did last week or a week two weeks ago, or whenever it was. But there's just nice. been there's just been a, a better penetration of e-commerce behavior in in the U.S. And so it's been great. Been really cool right now everyone's working remotely uh every once in a while some people are going back into the office and i'm sure. probably gonna, I'll, I'll probably start next week going into the office once once a week once or twice a week so you guys are you guys are in utah is that full time is like that's where everyone's located yeah home base is utah uh but one of the cool things from the pandemic is that we've started hiring people remotely because we're realizing like this can totally be done remotely in some circumstances and so yeah, we've hired some remote people that will stay remote. And we prior to that, we had some remote employees that were in Utah, but then uh, moved elsewhere and we wanted to, you know, continue working together. So, so it's, nice. been, it's been cool. Gotcha. So, so I, what, uh, I, cool oh, go I got, I, I'm a cool big eye drops. I got LASIK on Monday. Change. Oh yeah. Change my it. life. It's been amazing, but I have hey. to keep <laughs> No, do it. I'll, I'll go ahead and, uh, so yeah. don't anyone watching live, I'll just look away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so i'll reintroduce this hey thanks everyone for joining uh if you're joining on facebook linkedin um on youtube uh welcome uh this is crossover commerce presented by ping pong payments uh i'm ryan kramer i'm your host i am the affiliate marketing manager for ping pong payments and today uh, i've been lucky enough to have on craig wakefield from disruptive advertising craig and his team uh joined us a couple weeks ago uh i thought it was really cool information 
wanted to learn a little bit more about his background and what got him into the agency game and wanted to kind of share some tips and tricks about trends that they've been seeing, um, what you guys, uh, you know, trying to prep for the end of 2020, but also into 2021, which a lot of people are starting to look for, wanted to make sure that you got your uh, information into our audience. It's again on a Friday, it's beautiful outside. I'm located in Indianapolis, Indiana. So for those of you who worldwide don't know where we are, uh, think about just south of Chicago, maybe like three or so hours, um, but uh, in the middle of the United States. But Craig's in Utah. Uh, he was lovely to kind of share where <laughs> where him and his family are and his ranch. I'm super jealous. My wife is always looking to, uh, you know, wanting to ride uh, more. We have some ranches out here too, but nothing, nothing too easy to get to. <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool living out in the, living out in the West. There's a ton of public land, so it's like five minutes from my house. There's you know, few hundred square miles of just public land. So it's pretty That's cool. crazy. That's awesome. So, uh, so Craig, what, a little bit more about your personal background. You say you, you, uh, when you graduated out there, you kind of, did you always get, were working in the agency e-commerce game? Yeah, it blows my mind, but I'm actually one of those people that graduated college in the field that I went into and it's like super rare. And I think, um, it's just been interesting because I, was in college and I was studying geology and I, I thought that was going to be the path. And then I discovered advertising and it just seemed like a lot of fun. So I switched, switched paths and went there. So I studied advertising in college and specifically account management. And from there took a job in Colorado that was in 2010. So like the middle of the recession and I had all these crazy, awesome, um, internships lined up and they all fell through. And then we took a free internship in Colorado. So, oh my gosh. Yeah, kind of crazy. So, I mean, so obviously you land on your feet with, uh, with doing what you do, what's kind of your role? Uh, what's, what's kind of your role more with, um, uh, your agency and more like what you do on a day-to-day -day basis? How are you guys like interacting with clients? How are you guys helping people out? What's, what's kind of that, that, uh, role for you as, uh, you know, in your title? Sure. Yeah. So a little bit more of just like what my role is at the agency and how I interface with clients. Hello, Craig's wife. <laughs> hey, that's the beauty of being live, man. <laughs> I love this yeah. kind of stuff on Friday. It doesn't even matter. A partially closed, ch closed child. At least hey, it was my wife. I'm surprised I have, I have one yet once. I've forgotten the name of my show. I've forgotten the name of, you know, that I'm mute and I'm talking without people being able to hear me. I've also forgotten multiple things, but that's one thing I haven't had yet is him running in here, running around like crazy. And he's like, just, <laughs> so no worries whatsoever. No. <laughs> Welcome to Friday and in a pandemic. You've seen the video of, of the international news reporter. Oh, absolutely. It comes in his wife dragging the kid out. A hundred percent. Yes. That, that's something that I always fear of. So that's why yeah. I face towards the door so I can always see who's coming at me and I can uh, adjust on the fly as I go. <laughs> My goal today is not to be that guy. No, it's all good. <laughs> so yeah, I was going to say what, yeah, your role, uh, with disruptive, like what, what's that entail? Like on a day-to-day -day basis, what's that look like for you guys, uh, as an agency and what are you handling uh, on your plate? Yeah. Yeah. It's been a crazy ride. Uh, the, what I currently do is I am in charge of enterprise accounts at disruptive, uh, specifically the e-commerce ones. And so uh, that 
I've got, I have a team that I work with. Uh, so team of eight people right now. And there's a management element of that. And then uh, I would say that's maybe 30% of what I do. And 70% of what I do is I'm working with enterprise accounts and I'm owning that relationship. And I'm also leading that strategy. So those are kind of the two different things that I focus on with our various various enterprise accounts. And that's, that's what I focus on. Gotcha. So what, what's kind of the most exciting thing about doing what you do? Like, is it with the brands that you're working with? Is it with, um, you know, just the day-to-day -day operations that you get your hands dirty in the e-commerce game or making your stamp on that? What, what's kind of that look like uh, from your, like what, what gets you up in the morning, I guess? You know, it, it does change, but there have been, there's been a few things from like a personal development standpoint that I would say have kind of shaped that and changed that. There's been some awesome books that we've read as either a company or like me and me and uh, the leadership team or even with Jake. And that's kind of changed. So prior, like maybe the first two or three years, that I was at Disruptive. It was all about building things, growing teams, uh, hitting revenue goals, hitting milestones. And, you know, that that was super fun and super exciting. And I'm just in a place right now where it's less about like that next milestone. And it's a lot more about <clears throat> enjoying the current, just being present and, and enjoying the current scenario. So whether that's like, let's say I'm, I have a client that's really in a tough spot. <clears throat> I just actually got a call with a client that's in a really tough spot and talking with the CEO and marketing manager and, and just having some pretty intense, direct conversations about business. I, I loved it. That has nothing to do with like my next milestone or my next horizon, but just being present in that conversation and surrendering the outcome and not really trying to say, if this has to go a certain way in order for me to be happy um, has been really cool. And I've really enjoyed that. So every day presents some type of challenge or opportunity or scenario that, uh, that is exciting to be present for. And I'd say that right now, that's what's getting me up. Awesome. So what, what's kind of that, what, what have you guys learned as a company? Like since you guys have joined, like I know a lot of people are starting to see, I think the general concession is that everyone is starting to see more uh, purchasing and more business to be driven online. Uh, obviously, that that is accelerated because of a pandemic. When everyone's forced to be at home, they don't go out as much. Do pe people are starting to go out more? But what what's kind of that expectation from you as a personal perspective? Are you spending more time online purchasing uh, goods only through e-commerce? And then on the flip side, as a business, what what maybe is something that surprised you guys? Um, from an agency's perspective. Sure. Yeah. I'd say personally, I've always been, uh, I think they define introvert versus extrovert on if you get your energy from other people or if you get your energy from not being around other people. And I've, from that definition, I've been more of an introvert person. So it's like, <clears throat> if I can get what I need and not have to go and be around people and stand in line and <laughs> park my if, I, if I never have to talk to another person ever again, I am a happy person. Yeah. <laughs> There's a small group of people that I really love to be around and talk to. But if I don't have to park my truck and go outside and get in line and, 
you know, then great. If I, if I can click some buttons and, and it shows up on my door and that means I get to have more time with my family or, or friends, then I'm going to do that option. So I've always been a huge fan of e-commerce. And I think that what I'm seeing from an industry standpoint is that the market hasn't reacted as quickly as the, like the business businesses have not reacted as quickly as consumers have reacted. Okay. So like, yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Instant draw on in the line, all consumers, you're going to do most of your stuff online right now. Businesses have benefited from that, but I haven't really seen as quick of an evolution of businesses. You know, you're getting maybe some better options or better design or better customer experiences from an e-commerce standpoint, but I think that's lagging behind. So why, why do you think the number one reason that is? Is it just because people are just not equipped to be able to uh, change that philosophy or do you think that's just like a, a personal standpoint and they just choose not to and they want to see you know what happens i don't know probably probably a few different things but like one is like the businesses haven't had to evolve to receive that additional benefit um, the advertising you know especially as we move into quarter four if it's if it's mediocre it's just not going to work because there's a huge flood and i i think that also applied at the beginning of the year where it's like, okay, there's a huge flood of advertising and e-commerce activity. So there has to be really good quality advertising, but from like a website experience and, and uh, customer experience and shipping and things like that, even promos and offers, they have, businesses haven't had to do as much. Now, if the opposite happened where for some reason, uh, online shopping and that online activity decreased a ton, then I think that would force and pressure businesses to evolve and produce something better um, than what's happened currently. Gotcha. So what, so you as an agency, what, what do you, what do you guys look at? So uh, if a, if a person who owns like say an Amazon store or an e-commerce business uh, is looking for help, why are you like, where do you guys provide that? Like that next value of, Hey, work with us because we can do X, Y, Z. Like what's that typical conversation look like? If you're a you know business owner or someone who's looking to do more business online, sure, I would say probably one of the number one things is that we're aligned. So I'll I'll say that and I'll probably say it again after I explain this, but I feel like we align very well with businesses because we are a results based organization. The pretty much every single employee in one, one fashion or another is involved in client work. The CEO maintains relationships and is involved in strategy with some clients. The CFO is in some forms involved with client work. Um, HR, it's not just the fulfillment department that does client work. So everyone's involved and has a good pulse on what our clients are feeling. And most people in the organization have uh, compensation incentive that is tied to customer or client performance, you know? So if the client wins, everyone at Disruptive wins and not in an indirect way, in a very direct way. So client services, it's, you know, there's, there's incentives to make, make sure that the client actually progresses sales. 
they're incentivized so that the client actually progresses. And progression means real progression. It doesn't mean, hey, Facebook showed that you had a 17X, end of story. That's the beginning of the conversation. The next conversation, next part of the conversation is, after looking at the platform, we looked into your Shopify account and we looked into your overall business and here's what your profit's looking like. We're starting to see some correlation there. And so, you know, business growth and client growth of their actual business is how we define success. And so, you know, whether it's the way that we structure our organization as an internal company or just the, the way that we approach the relationship with the client, it's all about business growth and actual growth numbers, uh, like from a CEO standpoint. Gotcha. No, I mean, that, I mean, that all makes sense to me. Uh, what is it more, do you guys deal with a lot of more, you know, Amazon sellers that are looking to grow into e-commerce or vice versa, e-commerce trying to grow to Amazon? Do you see a lot more trends one way or another? I don't see a huge trend. I would say from an, like with enterprise accounts that we're working with, they generally have multi, multi-channel set up already. So okay. if someone comes in and they're like, you know, we, we only have one channel, we run Facebook, we have a low budget, then we we certainly you know help those types of customers and we help them grow into multi-channel and help them grow and scale their business. Mm-hmm. On, the, on the enterprise side, those things are usually in place. Amazon is something that I find more often than not can be a thorn in the client side, whether it's because of the margin that they take or because of the shipping complications that are introduced in that relationship. And sure. most people most people see that as an area that they need to play. They just need to make sure that their price makes sense on Amazon versus their website in in that give and take relationship. Do you find do you find a lot of people that are trying to drive their own e-commerce business to their Amazon listings a lot more? Um, Does that make sense? Like that question. So a lot of people, if they don't, if you, uh, again, reintroducing us, my name is Ryan Kramer with uh, ping pong payments. Well, you think about that, Craig, maybe yeah. <laughs> that's a question that I know has a, it's a tricky answer. Uh, my name is Ryan Kramer with ping pong payments. Everyone, thanks for joining us uh, on, on a beautiful Friday. I know it's late in the afternoon for me. So I'm, I'm excited to get to break away from all the emails and you know, running around with my child all day, but I'm here with Craig Wakefield from uh, Disruptive Advertising. They specialize in e-commerce businesses and uh, Amazon businesses that help them grow online. Uh, think of it as a digital ad agency or a digital agency that helps you grow in, in various capacities. And we're talking just like tips and tricks um, to for, you know, e-commerce sellers, as well as, you know, just getting to know each other, um, you know, on this Friday. But yeah, I asked Craig, what is kind of that, that what people are doing now? Are they starting to drive, you know, their business from their Amazon e-commerce site to their listings on Amazon? Uh, or do you think vice versa? Because personally, uh, if you don't mind me talking about that, Craig, yeah. I, I've seen a lot of people list it and just to grow kind of that SEO or that, that listing rank, people are driving a lot of their businesses to those other marketplaces that they might be selling their goods on. They might be shipping them and listing them uh, on like a Home Depot or a, you know, a Wayfair or an Amazon in this case. And that really, that outside traffic does drive a lot of business in their growth on their listing. Are you guys seeing that, that trend or is there, is it, are you guys trying to stay yeah. away from that? Well, I, 
I don't really see a lot of that trend. I would say some some companies are fine with a lot of their Amazon traffic originating on their website. Mm-hmm. But, and I do see that every client or every business that plays in a space digitally is involved in an algorithm in some way or another. And, and they want to manipulate that algorithm to their benefit. So if, if they see that, okay, if I pay for an ad and that ad goes to, or I pay for a visit from an ad and that ad goes, the visitor goes to my website and then bounces to Amazon and that's good for me because on the blank, then, then great. But I would say a lot of clients actually see that as a loss when they pay for a visitor to go to their website. And if they were to have checked out on their website, they'd get a lot better margin, but then that visitor goes to Amazon and, and purchases on Amazon and just take an additional cut of their margin. You know, that's a little bit more of a, what I see. But again, going back to it's algorithmic based, so they're going to manipulate it however they can for their benefit. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think that's what a lot of people are trying to do is rank in so many different facilities. If your focus is on Amazon, that's great. And they're going to try to position all their businesses to, so that it, it manipulates, like you said, manipulates and it benefits uh, in that capacity. Or if they're just trying to, you know, get traffic so that it enhances their e-commerce site traffic or their conversions on their site traffic is vice versa. And you might be, uh, you might even be beating the price that you have listed on Amazon. I know that's not the trend that a lot of people try to do and go for, but that's what, you know, it's one way or another, I think in that capacity. Yeah. Yeah. So what, so what's, um, so what, with kind of like everything going on with a pandemic, what, what's something that surprised you maybe, uh, that you didn't think would be, an expectation or like something that has kind of evolved into its own life. What, what's something that you've seen, you know, and maybe it's a trend that goes on moving forward. I would say the trends, maybe not so much uh, related to what we're talking about, but I've been really surprised at the amount of like, um, curbside pickup there's been, I've been, I've been really interested to see how restaurants have evolved. And I know that's like such a hard, that's such a low margin industry and they, they've scraped by and figured it out. So it's been really cool to see how restaurants and retail have evolved. Again, I haven't seen too much crazy evolution in the e-commerce industry. I think they've just benefited a lot from the difference in behavior and mm-hmm. probably benefited a lot from prior evolution when times weren't so good in terms of online, online purchasing. So I'd say some of that retail and some of that you know, the restaurant, and how they've evolved. I think that's really cool. And I think that's something that we can take away in the e-commerce world and, and identify, okay, there are ways that we can still evolve. And if we do evolve, then right now is, is a really great time to reap that benefit. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I would say that, uh, there, there has also been some pretty interesting evolutions in the e-commerce world and, you know, whether that's different things that some, e-commerce platforms are coming out with and Shopify and different apps and things like that, or just better analytics and better data that those are things that I have seen. And, and I'm seeing more and more the platform information and, and analytics start to correlate with the actual business numbers. So that's been, that's been pretty cool. To see yeah, absolutely. What's one thing that you, what's the one thing you miss the most? Is it, 
Is it conferences? Is it going to hang out at restaurants? Is it going to be, you know, I, I know a lot of people are like, gosh, I like, especially in this industry, it's crazy. Like if, you, if you're listening on either my, per, you know, profile or if you're here and you're like, what are they talking about? I know a lot of people uh, in the e-commerce world and especially in Amazon, they're like, gosh, you know what I miss? I miss individual like conferences. I miss traveling to those conferences, even though it's like 72 hours straight of like nonstop meeting people and going booth to booth. They miss those in-person interactions. Do you think that's what a lot of people uh, are missing those in, those relationship management uh, practices? Big time. Yeah. yeah. The thing I miss most is uh, shaking people's hands. Shaking people's yeah. hands. <laughs> and, not, not, and not wiping down like instantaneously. Right. Not acting like, that, you know, you just contracted. Like, so it, I've met a lot of new people in person and not shaking their hand. And that to me, I miss. <laughs> But I think it's more representative of also what I missed, which is like there was just a convenience factor that existed prior, which is, okay, I park my car, I walk in, I say hi, I grab what I need, I walk out. You know, there was the the mask expectation was completely different. Uh, My wife, she coaches ballroom dance. and Really? Okay, that's cool. Yeah, it's super awesome. And they've canceled all their dance competitions, all their dance performances. Oh, my gosh, yeah. You see those, she works with youth kids. And so like all those youth kids are like super bummed. Those, those are the type of things that I really miss. And an element of that goes into my work because you know we were traveling quite a bit prior and there's just something that you can't replace about taking a client, um, let's go to dinner and let's have a quarterly review and then, and then let's plan for the next quarter and let's do that in person. And then right. afterwards, like let's go to a baseball game. Now, right. those things are hard to replicate digitally. Let's go out and get a drink or two. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, that makes sense. I, th- I think uh, because I came actually working for Ping Pong in the midst of the pandemic. I was, it was back in April when everything was like still like hit and miss, like maybe by summer, maybe by yeah. fall. And like we were starting to plan for those events. And then all of a sudden it's still, still not, you know, for certain. And there's so many different just online events. Like people are just, I think, not tired of, but, you know, people are, I mean, people are, want to constantly be in the presence of other people, but do it safely, obviously, but do it effectively too, because like you said, there's, there's people coming in and out of rooms, like distraction might be higher for people, but other people might be getting more done. I think that's a cool thing about working from home is, is that that, that capacity kind of, you can lock in, but you're not breaking away from like yeah. the office setting itself. So there's pros and cons to everything. I think personally. Yeah. yeah and I, I would like to see some, some balance, of the two, I, mm-hmm. I I would actually prefer not to go back to just what it was. I would like to go back to a mix of what it was and what it is right now. Right. And, and I think you're alluding to that a bit because I think there's huge benefit. Like my family has benefited huge, hugely from this in from a relationship standpoint. My kids are three and four and they're never going to be three and four again. And right. so I've loved that. And I think that, uh, you know, some balance of going to the office a few days a week, working from home a few days a week, that's eventually where I'd like to be. Sure. And I, and I know maybe, maybe you've heard of it. Uh, some businesses and companies are actually just shutting down offices in general um, just because they, they feel like they can be productive and not have the, the overhead of an office space or just like holding off on expansion of either different office parks or locations. They've just actually have grown from the capacity of we're going to work from home. Like our investment is in 
uh, gear or laptops or just like desks in general. I think Google uh, was one of the first ones to do that. Maybe like Twitter and some of the bigger tech companies, obviously they can afford to do that. But I've seen more businesses in the e-commerce space just say, you know what? We maybe not need, I know from Ping Pong's perspective uh, where I work, we were like, hey, maybe we just hold off for a little bit on going back to the office or maybe you don't need that extra, you know, office or two here in uh, in Las Vegas or Los Angeles or in New York City. Maybe we just stay from home for a little bit and see how that rides out. Yeah, I think ultimately it comes down to balance because I think the companies that are saying, hey, we're just not going to have a physical presence. We're just going to be digital. I actually think that's going to hurt them because uh, there is, like I said, there's an, there's a handshake element that goes into how humans interact with each other, and that's good for business. Yeah, there's I also agree. there's also a huge efficiency that we've gained in virtual. Like it's cool, we're having this podcast. It's awesome. I met you digitally. I've never shaken your hand, and and it's also provided some really awesome opportunities for us to connect. So I think both is best, and uh, you know businesses. If, if I were king of the world, king of the universe, and someone said, you know, what are we going to do? I would say, let's reduce our our physical footprint, but let's not eliminate it. <laughs> you know, let's have, right. both, let's have a balance. Yeah, I, I can tell you a secret. I've never met a single one of my employees in person, and that's not a bad thing because they probably don't know it, how t- they don't know how tall I am. They don't know what I'm like in person. Uh, they just seen the top half of me and they only know what my voice sounds like because I constantly talk to them and nonstop, uh, on formats like this, but that's not a bad thing too. I think I've actually reached out a lot more people have gotten creative in how I've reached, uh, how our company especially has reached out to individuals, but also, um, I know like interacting with companies like yours, it's, it's nice to know, like we're all in the same kind of like equal playing field that it's not, we have like 20 different locations and I'm going to be in. Uh, Austin one day I'm gonna be in Seattle for three days you know we're all kind of you know can be found which is dangerous because my boss <laughs> he yeah. uh he he knows what constantly where I'm gonna be so uh but that's a good and a bad thing so it's uh, it's really cool to see how people have adjusted um you know luckily for us and like you guys we're we're growing rapidly um helping people in that capacity um but maybe what what's one negative thing that you think has come from you know, uh, being home so long, or maybe just from a pandemic's perspective, uh, what would be one downside? Maybe in the e-commerce industry, maybe maybe personally, is that if you feel comfortable with sharing that? Yeah, I would say, um, so I went into the office yesterday, on Wednesday, and it like blew me away. I was like, Brad, you're a real person. You're still real, Jeff. Like. Caitlin, you're real, you know, and exactly. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't realize what I had missed until I saw him again. And so I saw him again. I, I felt like, and, and realized, wow, like this is, this is better than just virtual in terms of, uh, what I, how I feel about our relationship and how I feel right now when I'm talking to you physically and you in real life and so um not having that i didn't realize it until yesterday but not having that has been somewhat challenging you know not crazy challenging um but it's been something negative that i experienced but i only realized yesterday once i saw people you know <laughs> when you finally when you finally broke yeah broke that that barrier that digital or that mental barrier of 
hey, yeah. now this person's real life again. It's not their yeah. monitor or screen. Yeah, and I also, you know, I've, I have friends who, you know, they're thinking about quitting uh, because a competitor or another office or another company that they'd like to work for is working in person. You know, so I also think it's it changes person by person, but some people have, and I have seen this, have really struggled with the virtual thing and need that human interaction. I think we all do, but some more than others. And so, you know, I've, I've even seen people getting to the point where they're gonna leave their job because another another job, even equal pay, uh, has that human interaction. So they're leaving to be with other individuals and not, okay. Interesting. Like that, that's, that has to be what, like more of a psychological kind of mentality of like, I just feel I need to get away. I need to have that physical space to, in order to do business. Is that what you think they're missing or? Yeah. Well, I think we all have intangibles that go into like why we stay at a job. And, you know, some of the intangibles for me are like, I really want to build something. You know, I I referred to that earlier that that's not my primary driver anymore, Mm -hmm. but I do want to progress. That's always going to be there. And, and some people have non-tangibles that are, I need to be around people. I need to laugh with them. I need to cry with them. I need to go to lunch with them. And there's, there is something about collaborating in person that is more effective than collaborating. Right. You know what I, you know what I miss? Like being able to like read people's like voices or body language. Cause yeah. I actually, um, I have a degree in like a background in communications and my biggest thing in partnership relationship obviously is built on like individuals, how you read body language. And there's a lot of things that I know I've especially picked up with uh, personally in my life. Uh, my wife has said, hey, you know, like you just, you seem off, like you you look off, like, and I agree with her. Like I've lost that like ability to read people and say like, something's not right. Or maybe I'm in the right direction and I can go with them. Maybe that's you guys in business, like through email or text or you know, it's hard to read people over the phone or through a screen. You can't really read individuals, especially if they can turn off a, turn off a, you know, a lens or not be visible on there. And I know people are constantly, I don't even know what they look like in my uh, personal business because they never have their video on. So how do I know what they're thinking or what they're interacting? They can mute themselves. They could be talking to somebody else. I might not have their attention. Yeah, I actually, we, um, I got a new client in like, May, mm-hmm. I've, and that client has never turned their video on. I don't. I don't know what they look like. <laughs> you know. I think that the highest form of communication is that you and I are sitting at a table, two feet away from each other, actually just looking at each other. That to me is like the highest form of communication. And e- each step you get, you know, text message is so far from that. You can't get inflection. You can't get non-visual cue. But even like you and I right now, this is pretty darn good. Like we're getting a lot of those things, but we're still not. Exactly. I know. And unfortunately for this show, like, thank you again, everyone on a Friday for listening. We've been almost 40 minutes just chat. I mean, that's the point of the show, everyone, uh, to you, for those of you who just uh, joined uh, or for the first time, or maybe for every single time I've gone live. Uh, on our show. I'm Ryan Kramer. I'm the affiliate marketing manager for Ping Pong Payments. And my job is to kind of bring a different perspective on business in general, but specifically in the Amazon and e-commerce world. Um, I invite our partners 
uh, people I know who I'm lucky to have either met in person or just digitally about some sort of perspective that they have and can bring some sort of value to you as a, an individual. So thanks for joining us on LinkedIn, uh, YouTube, uh, Facebook, um, all the, all the fun social media platforms that we have to rely on so heavily to get information. It seems like nowadays, um, but, but, uh, Craig, a couple more things, uh, I just wanted to ask, maybe just like to end on a fun note before we kick off the weekend, what, uh, with Halloween this weekend, do you guys have like a cool fun, like creative that you, these recently saw, or is there something that you guys are planning on doing, um, for the holiday? Like as a company? Yeah, as a company, like I know you guys are a creative agent agency. What's your favorite, uh, maybe creative going on right now for uh, Halloween? Hmm. So, I'd say we've got uh, we've got some some pretty cool ads that are coming out for uh, a company that runs like smart garage um, solutions, so like platform lifters and smart lights and speakers and things like that. And yeah, that, that's been a pretty cool one. Uh, us as a company, we're having our virtual Halloween party uh, this afternoon. We're gonna have a costume party and games and stuff like that. We have nice. like we have an internal uh, like a customer relationship manager for internal. It's how we manage a lot of our client information and our dev team like made it so that spiders are crawling around. But if you oh, nice. touch, it your mouth, touch it with your mouth, the spider dies. So yeah, it's been <laughs> like, it's been cool. Halloween's been cool this year. And you now we're not gonna have the big get together with the Halloween costume, but like, it's been pretty darn cool still. <laughs> no, absolutely. I agree with you. And, I, and that's one thing is like, I think more creativity is coming out, like how you can kind of, uh, especially with, I think a lot of people are going like a Zoom conferences or things yeah. like that. Like obviously the trends are, you know, uh, both funny and like applicable to day-to-day uh, -to -day life and what the social interactions are going on. But uh, I haven't, gosh, I haven't seen any like top costumes. I know like the ones that were trending were, oh my gosh, I want to say like, uh, maybe I was on the Today Show that I saw. This was like Harley Quinn. Oh, oh my gosh. And I can't even think of the other ones because there's been like no pop culture going on. Yeah. Especially in the, now there's literally nothing to trend off of like as an in-person individual because all that's been lost within the last seven months there's nothing of top of mind to you know base your you know maybe a netflix series or something digitally you're only consuming uh maybe baby yoda i don't know like what's the most recent like i guess shout out to all the disney plus people uh, today i'll just give you a free plug mandalorian season two is back today so <laughs> man i did not think the show would turn this way where i'm thinking about this right now <laughs> yeah I know the the amount of cool movies has really sucked this year. Uh, Tenet was cool. Okay, haven't seen that one yet, but I really want to. Yeah, I would say take earplugs and then afterwards Google like what everything meant, <clears throat> like what actually was going okay. on, and then it'll be a good experience. But yeah, it was cool. But like, yeah, movies have not happened. Um, Utah has got like haunted houses still going and stuff like that. Okay. Relaxed another place in the state, but like, you know what it used to be, but, uh, you know, it's still pretty, it's cooler in other ways though. Right. I was going to say it's, I think I've seen like digital ones here in Indianapolis, uh, which is where I'm located in Indiana. Uh, I think like digital haunted houses, I think there's some that are in open, like obviously more 
you know, they've changed with rules and regulations and whatnot. But yeah, just like that social interaction, especially with like pop culture, you know, not being able to have that, like that trending thing of like for costumes, at least what was your, what's been your favorite as a kid or an adult? What's been your favorite Halloween costume? So, uh, I was really into Frisbee when I was a kid. So I had my mom make me a Frisbee. I was nice. a Frisbee. <laughs> you were a Frisbee. Okay. I was a Frisbee and that was probably my favorite. It's also kind of super weird, but, uh, another time I was, uh, you know, I'm just going to say that the Frisbee. Frisbee. The very simple, hoop, very straightforward. Hoop with a bed sheet sewn <laughs> and, uh, I put my face in it and my arms through it and everyone thought I was an M&M. Hey, there you go. <laughs> it's funny to see how perception, you're like, yeah, sure, whatever. I'm Eminem, whatever. Yeah. Well, we had to write Frisbee with big, with a big marker. But props to my mom, because I was like, mom, I want to be a Frisbee. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> exactly. Well, that, that was funny that you say that, because last year, so uh, I, I used to work for a company called Viral Launch, which is a SaaS company that helps people uh, sell in the Amazon space. Uh, but anyways, like I was up against super creative people and I was like, I'm going to bring it this year. And I love puns. If you know me, I'm a pun guy. Like I have to like do something that's applicable to pop culture and what I do. Just, it, it makes sense in my mind. Anyways, uh, because I was working for a company that helps people sell on Amazon, uh, I was like, man, I should just go as Amazon Prime, but I'm going to start making people think about it. So I went as a green t-shirt. It was a green t-shirt, long sleeve shirt. I put some vines on me. And uh, I put prime numbers. So for all you math yeah. uh, nerds out there, you know, that's a number that can be divided by another number. So whew, over people's heads, not, e not even, they're like, what are you? Like, it, it was like, what's going on? I'm like, guys, I'm Amazon Prime. They're like, what's, what, why, how, where do you coming up? Where are you coming up with that? And I was like, do you guys not know what a prime number is? And <laughs> I mean, like, Oh, give me credit. Like you, like seeing those numbers, you're like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, are you, I, I don't even know the guesses. Like they're just like confused. And when I say Amazon prime, they're like, Oh, like that makes sense. And yeah, but I, by I, can't, yeah. I, I did not, I did not win the costume contest. So that, that yeah. sucked, but <laughs> here we are. I mean, I thought it was super creative. I still have that costume. So I might throw it on this year just as a throwback to last year when everything was like, <laughs> you could still go around in costumes. Yeah, last year we had a costume competition and it was absolutely insane. The yeah. amount of effort and like uh, one of the gals that won one of the genres, she was a character from, I think, World of Warcraft. And okay. she had like the dress, the body paint, the makeup. She had her eyes, she did her eyes and her hair. A little hair. bit of everything. <laughs> so cool. And, you know, there were a few different... Last year, it was really popular to have like the bathroom, the guy in the bathroom, you know, box. He's like a cardboard box around you and you open it and there's like little legs. So there's a few of those. And but people went all out last year. I'm actually, my expectations are still high for this afternoon because there's That's money awesome. on the line. There's money on the line. And all right. so I think it's going to be pretty good this year. That's awesome. Well, on that note, I, I know I, I don't want you to be late for the, yeah. I know we kind of went over our time, but uh thanks so much craig again everyone thank you for joining today uh this will be available uh on podcast wherever you listen to your podcast uh later on uh craig uh, just for people who are interested in more trips or if they want to work with you by chance you know as you know 
working with an agency, maybe questions they have about advertising, uh, where can they uh, reach out to you or where can they learn more about you guys? Yeah, just go to disruptiveadvertising.com and that'll give an overview of who we are and who you can connect with in order to you know, work with us or even just get information from us and, and have a conversation. You can also hit me directly. My email address is craig at disruptive.co. Co. So, yeah. Oh, .co. I, I got .com. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's uh, you can give me at cwakeville or craig at disruptiveadvertising.com or craig okay. at disruptive.co. Either will work. All right. Well, and, and for everyone who doesn't know about Disruptive, again, this is not a show about pushing one way or another. This is just about a perspective. Uh, you guys were, just real quick, I think you guys were a Inc. 500 company recently? Yeah. Yeah. That's I awesome. Think, yeah, it's been really cool. The growth has been awesome. And the growth has been a really good, healthy growth. And so it's been really impressive what Jake's been able to do. And it's it's a place that I'm super grateful to be a part of and plan to be a part of for a long, long time. Guys, one number 145. That's fantastic. That, yeah. Congrats to you guys and your team. Um, I'm looking for big things from you guys. I know we're partners as a business perspective, but uh, uh, awesome to have you on here just to talk, you know, trying to personalize and, and grow our community more. Um, again, thanks everyone for joining Crossover Commerce again on all of our social platforms. This will be available to be listened to on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get and listen to your uh, podcast. They'll be released here in the next couple of weeks or so. But thanks again for Craig for uh, joining us today live. Uh, happy Halloween. Be safe out there. And uh, I look forward to hear what the best costume was this, uh, this season for you guys. Yeah, there will be pictures. So thanks for coming back. Cool. Yeah, no problem. I'm a huge fan of this, of this platform and podcast in general. So. Yeah, hey, I appreciate it. Everyone subscribe, listen to us below. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. I'll be live with uh, some new people here in the e-commerce space. Really excited about next week, uh, next week's guest. So stay tuned for uh, more notifications on that. Uh, and we'll see you guys. Be safe out there. Cool. Thanks. Awesome.